Hey, Tony. So um, I'm really excited to talk about Scroll Back Saturday. Yeah, it's something that we've talked about it for a while about revisiting some of our favorite podcasts and guests. Yeah, and um, it's it's just a great opportunity to uh, again to revisit those guests as well as on some of our favorite topics that we've done. Yeah, so a lot of times people just get caught up with the current episodes. This way, they get a chance to listen to uh, some of our favorites, <laughs> some 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 pre me and you, right? Yes, <laughs> they'll, they'll see how horrible we are and how exactly. <laughs> Don't judge us on Saturdays. How we're not as bad, but still bad. <laughs> so, so silly. All right, man. So so listen, it's Scroll Back Saturday, and uh, I, we hope you enjoy this episode. What's up, brother? Hey, man. I want to uh, give a big thanks to uh, our sponsors uh, today. Thank you, Schedulicity. Thank you so much for doing what you do for our industry. You give so much love. You give so much love to us. We want to uh, thank you from the bottom of our heart. Well, uh, in 2019, they changed the industry, right? They changed the industry with both Schedulicity Cares by giving away $5,000 a month to a hairdresser and some barbers, right? And with Schedulicity Pays. Yeah, and Schedulicity Pays was huge. Ginormous. Yeah, and, and it definitely, definitely will save you money. Yeah. No I mean, doubt. There's no doubt. I mean, a 1.99% processing fee and for $0.10 cents a, a swipe, I mean, you do your research. You can't find better. No, and a free card reader. And a free card reader, that's right, <laughs> which is integrated right into the app, right? So you don't have to leave the app. Everything is, uh, is right there for you. Yeah, and also we want to bring to the family. Yeah, so uh, we're also excited to talk about uh, salon scales and welcome them. Um, and then they give you the price, which then in turn you you uh, you you forward to your to your uh, client. So what they're doing is they're doing labor and product. So you charge for your labor. You know, you charge X amount. You know, per per hour, and then you're also um, charging for your product. But they kind of walk you through that. But more importantly to me is you see exactly how much product you're using. And, and exactly how much product that it, that it's costing you, right? So, like, I know, for instance, like, I was way undercharging, like, for either a gloss or, or, or for a toner because I was using more product than I was actually charging for it. So, you know, for years and years and years, I've been losing money with those services. Well, now I've, I've readjusted my, schedule, my, my pricing, so now I can, I can make some more money on, on, on those products. Or so, not lose money. <laughs> not lose money. Exactly. I mean, literally, it's crazy when you do a gloss and now it's costing you money. You know, that, that's, that's just silly to it's think like about. like taking your car to a mechanic and they charge you for labor and not for parts. Exactly. Right. You know, exactly. So now now they've given us the ability to charge for that. Um, and, and again, just for me, the, the biggest aha for me was just the awareness of, of, of what these products are actually costing me because I had no clue before. A really, uh, another really cool thing about Salon Scales is that you just put in whatever product line that you're using. And, and it's already preset in the, uh, in the app. You just go to their website and you go, hey, I'm using this product line, that product line, this product line. And it just, it automatically puts it in the app for you. So when you're, when you're weighing your, your product, you just boop, 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 boop. And even if like, like because we're independent, what do you got to do? Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> because we're independent, you know, we use, we use, it's not just one product line that we use or one color line that we use. Like I use, um, I use Schwarzkopf uh, Lightner, but I use Redken um, uh, shades and it's, and you're able to put all those products in there so you can weigh exactly, uh, exactly what you, uh, what you want. So they're making it super easy for you. They're making it incredibly easy for you and you're saving money and you can actually make money because I think I said earlier, you can, you can set the price 
to whatever you want to charge for that. Meaning like if a tube of color is costing you $10, you can mark it up so it's $20. So when you forward that to your client, that um, little bit of a, a, a margin there as well. It's, it's so great. Um, again, just thank you very much, Salon Scales. Thank you for being on board with us. And, uh, and we can't wait to see how you guys change the industry in 2020. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tony, what's going on, man? What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, kind of winding down in Philly at know, Premier. Man. Yeah, uh, we're still in the VIP green room, uh, salon centric. Uh, still want to thank them for allowing us to, you know, be able to do this here. <laughs> and it's it's pretty funny. Like it's definitely late on the last day um, here at Premier. And before we had, well, we're in the salon centric VIP room. So before you had a bunch of like chatter and like birds in the background, like of, of just of just chatter. And now we hear people. Picking up classes, cleaning up, looking at us. When are you guys going to be done? Get out of here! <laughs> no, right? We're going to blame it on you know our guests. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, this is funny. I, I've been. T- I, I, I've, I think our guest right now was the one that I was most looking forward to talk to, and uh, and we've talked to some um, some really like you know good people in our industry this weekend. But our, but our guest right now, she. Um, well, she's a she for one, which is good. Um, but uh, it was like the most like I have no idea where this conversation is going. Right. I, I had an idea. Um, I had an idea with almost every guest that we had on this weekend that I kind of knew how the conversation was going. I have no clue. This is it. So I'm super excited to be like, where do we land? And I'm pretty excited about that. You yeah. Know? So um, it, I'm totally looking forward to it. I know a, l- a little bit more because I've researched her probably a little bit more. Uh huh. Uh, and then unfortunately I didn't get a copy for you, so I'll probably, uh, have a <laughs> private conversation, but, uh, he just kicked me out of the no, podcast. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, f- yeah, I mean, uh, it, we saved the best for last. Is that, is that what you're saying? Well, I'm, I'm saying let's get into it, man. Let's do it. Do you want to introduce her to her? <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, she has too many titles, so you're gonna have to do the titles thing because you know I'm terrible at that. But, um, but our guest right now is uh, is Sam Daly, and um, a, a couple of things that I do know, and, cor- and stop me and correct me where I'm wrong is is one, and, and most importantly for this room, she's a um, she's a salon centric ambassador, I think is what that official title is. Um, she's also a pulp riot artist, and um, what am I missing? Her tag name. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to mess that up. <laughs> um, I know that it's the Bottle Blonde 76. Awesome. So, um, so uh, Sam said that I, uh, that I nailed it. So uh, should, we just, uh, should we just jump in? Let's do it. Let's do it. So Miss Sam Daly, Pulp Riot and Salon Centric and Bottle Blonde 76, welcome to your day off. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm I, excited. Thanks for what, what else were we missing? 
I know. With um, I also I'm a, a, a sponsor for uh, B3 Brazilian Blowout, uh-huh. and I also am a sponsor for Hair Talk Extensions. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Awesome! Awesome! So I didn't want to. But my main gig is international educator for Pulp Riot. Beautiful international educator for Pulp Riot. Yes, that's pretty impressive, man. I mean, you talk about a company that's like exploded over the last five years. Two two, two years. Two years. I, sta- I stand corrected there. We've so. been around two years, oh and we're acquired by L'Oreal um, maybe six months ago. So a year and a half, and lo- we were bought by L'Oreal, which is pretty amazing for just a bunch of hairstylists that decided this is what we want and created it. So, But I think that's so the narrative now. Yeah. Right? It's, it's like totally. hairdressers are kind of rising up, and... and even to talk about, even to talk about Pulp Riot's packaging yes. is different, and it's yeah. like it doesn't. The packaging is so so very very cool, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like it's had to go through a, a bunch of corporate, um, um, you, you know, levels to be like, is this the right color? Is this not the right color? Should the font look like this? Should the font look like that? It's just rad. Yeah, you know, I think the whole the whole company is rad. Yeah, you know? like they had famous LA tattoo art uh, tattoo artists right. design all of the box. For boxes for all of the um, colors for Faction Eight and for Pulp Riot. Right, that, it's pretty cool. I um, uh, I was talking to Casey actually when Faction Eight came out. Oh, okay, cool. And, um, well, I was like, you know, like DMing yeah. or something like that, and I asked her, I go, who who drew it all up? And she gave me the guys. It wasn't like, I don't know, Rodriguez or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. Uh, yeah, he's a tattoo artist. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool, man. I think their packaging is pretty rad. And have you been with them since the beginning? The very beginning, like I remember testing stuff that where they brought it in, it looked like in milk jugs and it just with like a pump on it. They didn't even <laughs> it didn't even have names and they just like lined models up and then asked us questions afterwards. Like, how did you like this color? How did you like that color? What do you think of this name? What do you, And they would show us mock ups of the artwork. What do you think about this? Do you think that's going to work? Which is to me to ask, you know artists themselves like what do you think about this was like wow like I really feel like I am part of this from like day one and that's why my loyalty to them is like everlasting like I they're my family 100%. So how did how did they find you? I mean, how did how did they know to um, to reach out to uh, to Sam Daly? So I don't know if you guys remember Butterfly Circus. They started um, uh-huh. a few years ago, and it was kind of like the rise of independent education, where companies weren't necessarily doing the education anymore. I mean, they still were, mm-hmm. but you could, as an individual, because of Instagram, go out and get ticket sales and sell tickets and do a class independently Um, and so what they did which was so genius is they took these popular Instagrammers and put them on a road show and so it would sell out in every city that we went to um, which was so cool it was just you know so rad it was like we were rock stars and you know (laughs) these were like our you know fans Um, so that's pretty much where it started like they I, I don't think anymore they really like to be looked at as like a social we're social media company, but I think they saw before a lot of people did where the industry was headed right. and got a jump on it. And so from Butterfly Circus, it came Pulp Riot because we they were sort of like, well, 
what is it you guys are looking for? Like, what's missing in the products that you're using? Because we would, like, sometimes complain, like, this one's too thick. This one doesn't last long enough. This one we can't get out of the hair. So they really sat with us and, you know, talked to us about, you know, what can we do to make the perfect product for you? And so, like I said, from the beginning, it was, like, literally out of, like, jugs, just, like, you know, (laughs) pumping away, like, on strangers' heads, you know, making this work. And finally, when it launched, it was just, like, it was, like, we all gave birth that that day. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, we were, like, oh, my God, it's, like, in a store. Like, I can't believe this. This is crazy. Like, after all this testing and all we've been through. So that was, like, just so cool just such a cool experience for me I had been behind the chair for 15 years at that point and pretty much was resigned to the fact that that's where I would spend the rest of my days and to be honest with you is it okay if I just keep rambling (laughs) it's all about you so to be honest with you I was at a point in my career where I was so fully booked And we triple booked at the salon that I worked at. And we worked with a herd of assistants, which is awesome. And there was a time in my life when I loved that kind of a hustle. But as a creative person, I think over the years, I didn't have enough time with my clients to really do what I felt like I I was capable of. And it became more about... Oh, make more money, sell more retail, get more clients. Like, and I was exhausted. And I also felt like I was, it was in a very high end salon. And I felt like I was charging all this money and sending people out the door with work that I knew I was capable of better. Right. But I didn't have the time because I had to get to the next level. I had to be master two or, you know what I mean? I had to get to, you know, uh, whatever it was to get my next promotion. And so I started feeling very uncreative and um, burned out, I guess is the word you would, you would say. So I started looking for different avenues to express my creativity. I, uh, I assisted on editorial shoots for Uh different companies. Um, which was really not lucrative. <laughs> like you really <laughs> and and I was like, you know, thirty seven or something at the time and it was kind of like I don't have time to put in to like make it to master where you actually make money doing editorial work. So I was kind of just getting bummed out. And then all of a sudden I saw people becoming popular on Instagram and, you know, magazines like Modern Salon and Behind the Chair posting people's work that were like, you know, from Oklahoma and, you know, East Bumblefuck. And I was like, (laughs) how in the hell? Like, this is insane what's happening. And um, so I jumped on that bandwagon and I was like, hey, I could take pictures of my clients like that would be really, really, you know, cool. So I remember my first hair post, I did a vivid color. It was, I remember it was a pink and yellow pixie and I took the girl's picture and I, the next day I was getting ready for work and I posted it and I hashtagged modern salon and got in the shower. And when I got out, it was on modern salons page 
And Are you serious? I almost died. And this yeah, is like right. at the beginning of Instagram, like, you know, when it just started taking off. And I, 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 my mind was blown. Like, because here, 15 years in the business, I've been reading Modern Salon Magazine since day one. Sure. Every month I waited for it to come in the mail so that I could pop open my bottle of wine and read it cover to cover at, you know, well, when for, I got well, home from work. Well, for a long time, that was our only resource. Right? Exactly. It was, it was either hair shows or it was the, or it was the monthly, the monthly thing. And, uh, you know, the hair shows, even it was like when it came to your town or when it was, and you know, for us from DC or when it was in New York and close enough, you know, we could kind of get there. So exactly. And if you didn't live in New York or LA, it was kind of like, how, am I, how would I ever get these people to see my work? And it was at that point I realized that it, there there was no six degrees of separation anymore. Right. It was one degree of separation, and that degree was a hashtag. Where were you living? Where were you, where, at, where at are this, you from? At this, okay, so I'm from Atlantic City. I grew up in Atlantic City. Then I went to hair school in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and imme- immediately, well, okay, so... Let me back up just a second. So I grew up in Atlantic City. I moved to Philadelphia and I went to art school in Philadelphia. Um, And while I was in art school, I had a I got a job as a receptionist at a very high end salon in Rittenhouse Square here here in my 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 city. I love this city. (laughs) Um, And I had never been exposed to that type of salon before like my parents you know dropped me off at the mall gave me 10 bucks and I was like I would go into the hair salon and be like please god let the girl with the good hair do mine you know like so what is that what is that isn't there an old joke about that though probably I think the joke is like if there's two barbers in town you always want to go to the barber with the bad haircut well yeah because the other one did their hair (laughs) yeah exactly So that was basically my experience with hair up until that point. And a roommate of mine, she was uh, a receptionist at this salon and she was like, they need somebody else. And so I got the job and celebrities were coming in and this place was just like out of this world. And everyone that worked there, you know, they were all dressed in black. And I was 18 at the time and in art school, you know, so I was just like living on like, you know, whatever I could, uh, you know, scrounge up in the couch cushions um, for beer money. (laughs) And so, you know, I'm seeing these stylists and they're like, look like they walked out of Vogue magazine. And I'm like, these people are like having fun. They're in a creative environment. They look amazing and they are making money, like a lot of money. And I didn't know that was possible in this industry so i knew very like months into working there i was like i need to be with these people like i don't want to be in art school anymore like i felt like it was another artistic direction to take um my so i told my parents i want to drop out of college and go to hair school which went over like a ton of bricks Um, (laughs) they were like, no way, no way, no way. So it took about a year and a half of me convincing them, like, I have to do this. I know it in my gut, in my heart, in my soul that this is what I have to do. Like, it just feels right in that atmosphere. I want to get my hands in that hair so bad. Like, I would get so emotional about it. Like, I just knew 
So after about a year and a half, they agreed to let mm-hmm. me go to art or to uh, hair, hair school. school. So um, I did that. And then I had my first hair job behind the chair uh, in Philadelphia. And from there on in, it was just like, oh, my, like, this. So did you I, do, I just knew did you I was do, born so to So you went it. to hair school, and then did you do, like, I don't know what they call it, but, like, an apprenticeship, like, before they let you on the floor or something? Or how that work? So <laughs> I think I assisted for about six weeks. Um, I felt like I had a natural kind of talent for it mm-hmm. and that's what they told me when they promoted me because there was assistants in that salon that had been there a year and still hadn't gotten a chair and oh, in six they weeks hated you girl it was like <laughs> i was like shit i don't even want to go to work tomorrow like i was happy and sad all at the same time because i made friends with all these people but it was like oh my god this is so awkward now like they were they were still washing hair and they had put in their time but they were like you're ready like just go like we're giving you a chair and it was i i I was shocked so yeah so i I was never really an assistant Right. I Honestly. Mean, most salons will make you go through the process just to go through the process. You exactly. Know? I'll tell you what, we have a, uh, Tony and I have a pretty similar story in that um, uh, uh, Philip Wolf was a, um, was an apprentice in our salon. Wow. So, um, you know, we, we got to, <laughs> we got to watch him. Um, we get to cut, got a, we actually, I remember watching him like when he was nervous to cut hair. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it was kind of cool. And, um, matter of fact, if you talk to Philip about like who his first like haircutting mentor was, he might be sitting next to me. Wow, I didn't know. I just didn't think that to embarrass him. <laughs> yeah, That's <thanks>. awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. So and but and but I love Philip. He's a great guy. Philip's an amazing yeah. guy. Um, but uh, same kind of thing. Like you start watching, you start watching this assistant cut hair, and you're like, oh, he humbles you. You, you know just I mean? know. You, you just, you just, just it. know. Yeah. You just see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, in our salon, though, I think that uh, I think people just really appreciated that that he was there and that yeah. and that and that just to watch him do it because. It was pure magic from, uh, yeah. from the second he believed in himself. Yeah. It, it, it was just magic. Well, you see that. I mean, you're, that's what probably you were. You, you notice certain people just have it naturally, right? You get to see, yes. you know, there's just a, a special gift about that person, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what he was. You know what I mean? He was just meant and built for this. I mean, he it just came so naturally. He saw things that other people couldn't see. Yeah. You know, and that sounds like yeah, exactly your experience. that's how I felt. Like, I felt like I always had, like, a vision for everybody. You know, even if I didn't technically have it mastered yet, like, I could, like, see it. You know what I mean? Right. And feel it. And I just loved getting in there and creating. Mm-hmm. And I... I mean, I'll tell you the truth, like the first like couple months behind the chair, I was kind of winging it sometimes. <laughs> it was like, I remember it was when like that Meg Ryan, like really sh- like chopped up, like thing oh, was in style. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so basically I just hacked the shit out of this. <laughs> like, okay, I What's can do right? that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's when your finishing needs to be really good so you can hide it. it before. <laughs> that, exactly. I'm like a good blow dry goes a long way. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, that was my first experience in a hair salon and it was like, it was amazing. It was amazing. I was scared to death, but also so happy to be like in my environment, in my dream and just living, you know, the life that I knew I was meant to, 
I knew I was meant to be there. You right. know, I, I, and even now when I talk to people who still are like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I'm like, I would hate to have that feeling because I knew so much that like it would bring me to tears in hair school. Like literally, like they would bring people in. I went to a really great hair school um, and they would bring people in from New York, from Bumble and Bumble and all these places. And I would get like teary eyed, like watching them do these things. So I like I knew that it was like in my soul, like it was in my blood that I had to do this in, you know, for for a career. Right. So that's pretty amazing, you know, to know that that young and. So did you stay in Philly? So I did not stay in Philly. I stayed in Philly for a little while. um, And then I moved back to New Jersey and I did hair right outside of Atlantic City for about 10 years. And it's funny because my original goal, like I remember them making us write a letter to ourselves in hair school um, for 10 years from now, like you know dear sam here's what you know i've accomplished in these past 10 years and mine was like i'm a platform artist i own my own salon and then life sort of happened you know and i had to pay my bills and i mean i i immediately had a full book i worked my butt off you know like we all do in the beginning came in late or came in early stayed late squeezed people in like work just work 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 and so like I said, like at 15 years, I just thought this is it. Like that dream will never come true. Like I don't know how to go about that. And then Instagram came along and suddenly that started to happen. And I was like, holy shit. Like it's like my, my dreams are being realized and now I'm like living them. And it's just mind blowing. Like sometimes I have to like pinch myself that it's actually happening that like, you know, one week I'm in Russia and the next week I'm in Birmingham. You know, it's like, (laughs) what is happening? Like what, where did my life turn upside down? Like, why am I not working behind the chair? Like, it's so crazy. So, um, yeah, I'm just so super grateful. And, you know, social media has a lot of, a lot of bad things about it. Um, but you know what? I I try to stay away from that. I'm going to jump on that. Well, two things. One is, is that, you know, you're 37 I'm 42 now. 42 now. Yeah. (laughs) But but even like when you jumped on like Instagram and stuff, you're 37. So I mean, like like us, you know, you're trying to learn and you're trying to be like, what are the kids up to? You know, right? Exactly. Exactly. But then it just, uh, I guess I'm just impressed. Or, 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 how did you do that? Why did you jump in? Um, not really why, but but it's just impressive that you did jump in. I think the first time that modern that that first time that modern salon posted my work, Mm -hmm. it lit the fire back in me, like that had been very dulled for a very long time like I remember sitting in the parking lot in front of my salon some days knowing I had 16 clients and they were all like you know like level six touch-ups you know what I mean and it was just back-breaking like I would come home physically and emotionally drained and I think we've all been there at some point you know and um it just lit a fire in me. And as soon as that happened, I was like, I've got to get more models and I've got to do, fr- I, and I start, I went back to the beginning, like where I was doing free hair just to get clientele. You know, I was doing free hair just to get pictures for Instagram so that I, I, I could get modern salon and behind the chair and American salon and right. Hairbrain to notice me. Um, and that was super exciting to me. So that just like relit my fire and really just, you know, it took off from there. 
That's amazing. And um, I, I kind of want to uh, introduce. We just we're, we're super uh, like excited that uh, that we just had that guest just jump in. Do you uh, have you met the bloody butcher? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Rob. Rob. So Rob. Uh, so Rob the bloody butcher just sat in and kind of like you have a similar sort of that as well, right? Like I mean, like you were when, when Instagram and in, I mean you guys just blew up on, on on social media and stuff. So and you guys were kind of later on too. So uh, what was kind of like your mentor into kind of um, we for them? we didn't we didn't know anything about social media. The guy that uh, that built our website, he told us to go on Facebook because you know Facebook was the big thing back then. <laughs> and I really didn't didn't want to do it in the beginning. I was like, what the hell am I going to post on here? You know, I mean, I'm working, but um, and especially in the beginning, we just did kind of stupid stuff. You know, I would bring my dog to the to the shop and I put some shaving cream on his face and then. Uh, you know, just just, to, just just pretend to shave the dog, shave the dog, and then we, you know. Damn it! I never thought of that. <laughs> next, hey, next, hey, post. Yeah. next post. Hey. Dogs, cats, and kids. Those are the magic words. Oh whenever, whenever, okay. whenever, totally. you, whatever you don't know what to do. That's that's really the thing. <laughs> but, but isn't there a rule that you're not supposed to work with them either, like animals and kids or something? I, 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 they get I, they get a lot of likes. Even they, if they don't like the hair, they like the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So we got into that, and then our. I mean, I think we uh, we have like what one point seven million uh, followers now, which is which is that's our squirrel. Yeah, Scorum, Ruzel, YouTube, Instagram, everything combined, and uh, well, I'm following all of them. So you know, you can take away yeah. you know, at least one of those. I'm like, cool. Yeah, it was just, awesome. It was just crazy because we 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 were not really focusing. It was not our focus because we right. we, we had a barbershop and and we have always been. It's about it's about the client. But then then we saw like the influence it has on people. And yeah, it just it, it just expanded like like insanely and you know, we were of course back in the time that you had to put an ad in the magazines and stuff to get noticed and all right. of a sudden you had a platform. So it was it was yeah, it was mind blowing. It grew it grew so fast and then we were lucky enough to do like this one video. The razor faded a, a pompadour. And that went viral. That that just boom, and then we went from ten thousand to a hundred thousand uh, followers, and all of a sudden everybody was talking about it. But you don't really understand what's going on until we started traveling, and then we ended up in Canada, and we we were doing our first hair show, and we I mean not our first, but the first hair show with the barbershop, and we were like we don't want to do hair shows anymore because Scorm basically was an answer to the whole industry, and we we're like screw that Whatever. shit. Yeah, and then we ended up in Canada. And this is a true story that we did our first show. And we were expecting some gym hall with a couple of chairs. And then we, then we, I'll never forget that, that we were in the car and we were driving to the gym hall or whatever it was gonna be. And there, and there was this line outside of a venue with all these cool looking people with green hair and stuff. And we literally said to the driver, uh, when we're done with our thing, can we go here? Just looks at us and goes like, yeah, guys, I'm pretty sure these people are waiting for you. And we were like, what? And then we realized that those likes on Facebook or whatever were, were, were actual 
people. They were they they were people, you yeah. know, and that and that that was kind of weird because we didn't. He just oh, they like my photo. Yes, but it's people that are behind it, right? And did you have that same experience? Because like, uh, what what was the circus? Uh, butterfly circus. So the butterfly circus. Did you kind of have that kind of rock star kind of feeling? Like, and then like Rob was saying, like like put like a, a face with the likes. It it was insane, like because I had actually never taught a class, I had never been on a stage, I had never done anything, and David and Alexis Thurston called me, and they were like, "We want to add you to Butterfly Circus Los Angeles, and by the way, you're going on right before Robert Chromians," and I was like. Um, what? <laughs> like, I've never even taught a class before, and my first time on stage is, like, I have to, like, basically, like, open for Robert Chromians. Like, okay. So, I was, like, it scared the shit out of me, right. and it also excited the shit out of me. You know, I was just like, this is, like, a dream come true. Like, almost like, I was so happy he called, and at the same time, like, oh, my God, now I have to actually do this. And I really put everything I had into it because I felt a responsibility for these people buying tickets to see me. Like, I couldn't believe that somebody would spend, you know, $300 to come see me teach hair. I can't even, that, that, that's like, like mind-blowing. Yeah, me, it, it like know? blew my mind. And since I, especially since I had never done it before. Right. And so I really poured my heart into it. And I remember at the end of the show, David telling me that he was like, you stole the show tonight. And there was, I think, eight or nine different hairdressers that performed that night. And he was like, you're going to be you're going to be a rock star. And I just was like over the moon. Like, I couldn't believe my life. Like, I was like, everything's about to change. And he was like, get ready. Hold on tight. Did you I mean, mean, Tony and I talk, uh, um, you know, off air a lot. But like, like, is it? It's kind of like the more and more popular the podcast comes and we hear that, but it never really feels real. Yeah. Like it feels like, oh, why are they being nice to us? You know, are we good enough? Yeah. Are we, you know, there's, there's this always like, I, like, I, I don't know how to even explain it, but I, I guess um, like, like falsehood, like, like we feel like we're, we're faking our way through this whole thing. And, and do, do you guys feel that? Or have you yeah. felt that? Like, yeah. Like you, I think. I think every time I feel it and then when I get off stage I'm like no I I'm really good like <laughs> I I just right. nailed that you know what I mean but you always kind of have that doubt in the back of your head you know like I, I shouldn't be up here you know why me like I there's probably somebody better than me for this job right. you know that kind of thing but then I have to tell myself like I'm here for a reason. There's millions of hairdressers at this point on Instagram. And out of all of those people, I'm one of eight that they picked. You know what I mean? Which is like mind blowing to me. I kind of um, got a little choked up when she said Yeah, that. you. Sometimes like I, I really and even sometimes like I, I've been doing it now for like three years. And so the travel gets a little crazy sometimes. And yeah, (laughs) and I'll find myself complaining like, oh, my God, I've got to, you know, take I hate that airline and blah, blah, blah. And my (laughs) husband will look at me and be like, are you joking? This is everything you have asked for your entire life. And it's coming true. And I'm like, "Okay, give me five minutes to bitch 
and then the rest of the time I'm going to be grateful as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, so we talked to, we were talking to, um, I think it was Daniel Mason that we talked about, um, with last night. And, and, um, we were talking about, uh, Tony shared a quote with me, um, uh, about a month ago or so. And, um, and it's, uh, it's, if you, if you start off with your day with, I have to do, yeah. Then, then you're in a bad space. And, and right. if you just take I have to do and you replace that with I get to do, yeah. it just changes the whole the, the whole outlook of the day. 100%. So, um, well, yeah, I, like tell my, I tell myself... <laughs> every, Fuck, Tony I, is smart. He's smart fucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Who Tony's knew? fault. Tony's fault. <laughs> Pardon, mon français. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when I get so many DMs like, how do I get to where you're at? And so that really brings me back and humbles me and brings me back to reality that there are so many hairdressers that would give like anything to be in mm-hmm. my position. So how dare I complain about flying or, but, you know, but even airplane on, but even on or, that, like they're saying they're, they're seeing like what you've built. Right. Yeah. Like, like, like how do you get you, you bust your ass? Mm-hmm. Right. You work your ass off. Yeah, I mean, And I think a lot of times, especially when I do social media classes, I think that a lot of people are looking for like me to tell them what the magic hashtag is. And I'm like, there is no magic hashtag. It is hard work. Mm -hmm. It is incredible content, like not good content, like the best content that you can create. Like to me, like shaving your dog. Exactly. (laughs) Honest. That's great content. It's great. It's entertaining, you know? So for me, I look at my page as my portfolio of my greatest hits do you know what i mean like so it's like sometimes i even go back through it and i look at something and i'm like that that i don't like that anymore and i'll take it down like which (laughs) i know a lot of people are like you shouldn't do that you know it's kind of like covering a tattoo you got when you were 18 like you should keep it there just to know see where you how far you've come right but I don't know. I'm but, a little too like crazy <laughs> for that. I'm like, no, I don't want anyone to see that. <laughs> you know, what's funny is that um, I remember we were talking to Robin Lane back in um, in Orlando, and um, I, I think I'm going to say Rob said it because Rob said everything. But um, <laughs> was that was that they they released these uh, these calendars, and and Rob was like, you know what, the haircuts were kind of jacked up, but I think that that's what sold the uh, that's what sold the, um, the the calendars. Yeah. So. Yeah. With those posters, yeah, because oh, you know yeah. what, real real haircuts on real people, and we just didn't know how uh, Photoshop worked back then. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, there's yeah, exactly. there's little spots in the face, and sh- but 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 we sold thousands of them for the simple reason because they first of all they were real, and when a barbershop has these posters on the wall, and the client goes like. Hey, can I have that? The barber can actually say, dude, you can have that, but way better. <laughs> very, very, very smart move at that point, right? But yes. the cool thing is we made those posters for our shop. It was not, it was not to, it was never meant to sell, to sell them or whatever, but Lane, of course, he was like, hmm, those posters are very nice. Maybe we can sell some of them. And then they went through the roof because they went viral as well. And, and a lot of people were like, oh, oh. You know, it, because so many people work with Photoshop and everything, and this was as real, was real. as it as it got. Right. It were no pretty boys, you know. There were, it it were clients, you know. Mm-hmm. It was about the hair. We didn't pick them for their uh, uh, jawlines that were uh, chiseled from um, from uh, Italian uh, marble. No, you know, <laughs> they were not showing their abs and shit. You know, it were people. So it were literally haircuts and guys. When a guy comes in, goes like. Hey, hey, can I have that? Yeah, 
But that was exactly what, because they would actually get that instead of some perfect, you know, because not everybody was born with the perfect this or the perfect that. You're looking right at me. You see perfection. No, you, you, you. <laughs> that's 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 why you grew. That's why you grew the beard, Corey, to hide shit. <laughs> True story. <laughs> so it's just kind of funny how, like, uh, like in that whole exchange, like you almost have like an opposite kind of like, like you're looking for that perfection, and Rob's like, "Fuck that," <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, cool. I think there is perfection in everything you do. You know, and you and and that is the beauty about perfection. You can never reach it, you know. But right. I think if you want to keep the fire burning, you don't want to be the best. You want to give your best. So as long as you keep searching for perfection, there will be answers to qu- there will be questions to answer. And right. the more you know, the more questions you get, right? And that is what keeps you on track. So you know, our shop has been changing, and we got a brand and blah blah blah. But in the end. It's all about that patron, you know? It's all about that guy in the chair. And and as as much as we love attention and blah, 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 that our work is getting worldwide, we always get back to that guy in the chair who wants to leave your shop looking his absolute best, you know? And that's always, been, that's always been our driving force. And then when we take a photo, I mean, how cool is it? On those posters, there is this one guy. I'm not going to say his name because he, he's, he's going to find out one day. But that is not, <laughs> that is not a pretty guy. He's... <laughs> He's small, he's fat, right? But he has this perfect haircut. So we asked him to be a model, and he was like, oh, be a model, <laughs> right? So we gave that guy, first of all, we gave him a, we gave him a great day because he, he is never going to be asked to be a model in his whole life. Right. But he had the hair. We didn't care about, you know? And, and on the poster, he looks badass, right? right. A little bla- <laughs> so, you know, turning normal people into... Uh, a superstars. The guy's on a poster that is in 20,000, 30,000 barbershops around the world. Come on. What are the chances? That's it's just amazing. cool. And we, we did so much shit without a reason. It's never really to make money. We dressed up as a, a Batman and Robin. We've been rabbits. I've been in a champagne glass in a, a leopard thong, you know? <laughs> but we I'm, laughed. I'm, I'm but we laughed I'm glad so I missed that one, right? <laughs> It's in a calendar. I'll send you one. But you're going to see the next calendar is even worse. But the thing is, you know, some some stuff that we did, we just do it to have fun. And I got a story with everything that we ever done. And social media, well, actually, all media is about storytelling. For me, the barbershop has oh. always been about yes. storytelling, oh. right? So if you gather the memories instead of assets, then you're on the right track. Boom. Boom! I yeah. think, that, I think that can, was a boom, boom. You can steal that one, right. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to steal yours. <laughs> so, Sam, did I mean talking about storytelling? Like, mm-hmm. like when you do your post or when you do your uh, your 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 context or, or you know, like the words and stuff. Like, like how do you arrange that or how do you manage that? You know, it's different every day. It's kind of like whatever my mood is that day. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I'm just like I'll be completely honest and be like, you know. Listen, people, I can't think of another name to describe this, like moonlight, sunset, (laughs) you know, under the sea creation. Like, I'm like, this is bullshit. I had a lot of fun doing this today. The model looked great. And, you know, I hope you enjoy it, too. And then other days, I'm like, I want to give the formulas. I want, you know, so it's kind of like 
just however I'm feeling. Sometimes right. I feel like sending out a message about like if I'm having a day where I just feel like, you know, maybe there's some negativity going on on social media. I'll make a little comment on that. Right. Or, you know, or if there's something going on in hair that I just want to like kind of comment on, I'll kind of make a couple commentary on that. Try to stay a little like non political, you know, right. but at the same time, I have a voice now that can be heard and I feel like I'm for the hairdresser always and if I can use that platform to like bring positivity and bring us back together if there's any divide or like you know negativity going on on social media I will use it with uh, like I won't even talk about what's going on in the picture I'll just talk you know (laughs) I'll just like kind of like post the picture and then talk about whatever I want to talk about that day so it it's all over the place for me, right. really. Like I have no set, you know, like what thing to do yes, or, or, exactly. or what your context are going to be, exactly or, or where everything's going to be. Yeah. So do you do you? And this is totally for me. No one listening. But um, like when you do your uh your your if you do like a long post, do you uh, write that in like uh, notes or something? No. Or you just you just I'm free. You just yeah. <laughs> yes. Totally. Instagram like, vomit. Totally, like at the it's at the end of the day. Usually, you know, after I've done the picture mm-hmm. and you know picked the right one, and it's just you know late at night and a word vomit, and I just I, never have I ever like written it out and edited it or anything like that. Like I just kind of like go for it. And like I said, sometimes I'm like I I've literally had posts where I wrote I did this. yeah and that's how i feel today and that's it and it's that day it was just about the picture you know and some days it's about a subject that i really feel passionate about certain people just just have it they you know they can say or do anything and they just have the it factor and obviously Mm -hmm. both these guys have the it factor right we talked about philip earlier has the it factor because everybody else could do the exact same thing as these guys are doing and if you, you know they, if you don't have the it factor you're not going to get that kind of response that these people are getting right no, absolutely. but something about these guys are just something they're so special and people just are drawn to them yeah, yeah absolutely you know yeah definitely i um I, two things and, I, and i'm i'm actually kind of it's pretty cool that you guys are sitting together because um both of you do your stories especially your stories videos and they're so like natural and and they're just they're just it, it feels like it's in the moment and and whatever mm-hmm. you're talking about in the moment um that you do. I mean, I, I sat and watched a live that Rob did about some guy bending spoons. You heard me right. <laughs> <laughs> he was bending oh, spoons. Yeah, 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 that and that was, uh, I'm like, was I can't believe I missed that. Nils, <laughs> man. That guy was bending Nils, and he oh, bent yeah, a horseshoe. A horseshoe? Oh, a horseshoe. It was this weird... Uh, <laughs> Rob, Rob, slow down, slow down, slow down. Where was this? This was in Stockholm, Sweden, and this guy was an apprentice at the barbershop of a friend of ours, Honest L., and he had these these squeezers. Never trust a guy named Honest. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That is exactly the reason why he called the show like that. But this guy, this this guy is this weird tweet. Young young dude, like super uh, ripped, and right. and then and then he was like, "Can I show you a trick?" And we were like, "You know, it's a barbershop. You always get weird shit." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "You know what? Show 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 me your trick." And he gets this huge nail, and he just goes like, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What did, did I just see, did man? You, did you think it was like a trick nail or something? I, dude, no, he had nails with him. It was his <laughs> trick. I was, I, I, I tested and everything. But then he was like, you want to see a real trick? 
And I was just like, well, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm, but And then he took out a horseshoe, a iron horseshoe. Out of his butt? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Like he had, he had one in the shop. How in the hell did his pants fit? They must have been 50 I pounds. I know, right? That's insane. He, he, he had it in his he, butt. He puts, he puts the thing on his leg, and he starts bending. And, and I am on stories. But the thing is, I mean, I'm usually with Lane. And well, uh-huh. you, you, you can probably tell. Lane and me have been friends for so long. So there is, we don't need words anymore. So talking about things looking um, natural, mm-hmm. we, 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 we are, at that moment, the fun that you see in that story is true, man. We cannot act that shit. We, we've tried it. It's never going to work. But a guy taking out a fucking horse, <laughs> just go like, Rrr! and it looked like he was bending it around his uh, wiener. <laughs> <laughs> that made shit even better because then, you know. It's I'm like, I got to up my story game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we just run into weird shit, man. I mean, we travel so much. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like so much. And, and we get, I mean, I was in uh, Romania four days ago. And I Speak did about a, travel, Sam. And, yeah. and I did a squat on stage, and I ripped my pants. <laughs> oh, like, no. no, but like from like, and I had white on these in a black in black pants, and that was ten minutes into the show. I had to finish the show <laughs> an hour and a half with my ass hanging out of my pants, and I was just like. But then Lane and Connie, who works for me, he was a translator. They were like, you know yeah. what? They pulled their pants down. There were five hundred people, and they were standing in their underwear and said, "Rob." We got your back, bro. Yeah, we got yeah. your back, and I was like, I don't want you to get to have my back when your when your trousers are on your ankles. But you know, this ended up in in stories, and all of a sudden, yeah, it turned to some funny, and that's how you save your show, you know, because it, that that stuff happens too. And uh, I, I can tell you, it's not good for your self esteem when your when your ass falls out. <laughs> Sam, we're going there. Yeah. Oh, Nightmares yeah, yeah, on yeah. stage. Nightmare uh, on stage. <laughs> <laughs> T- tell um, us, you have a story. Uh. Of just just sometime on stage didn't go as on stage went. Oh my god! I mean, with Paul Bryant, we are allowed to curse on stage, but I didn't realize in certain countries that was not cool at Ooh. all. Like so, like a lot of times it gets laughs, you know, here. Right. And uh, I believe we were in Germany, and it, it was like, uh, and <laughs> yeah, th- those guys have no sense of humor. Yeah, man. I actually. <laughs> I, <laughs> Fucking Germans. <laughs> I actually lived in Munich for two years, so I should have I'm known from, better. I'm from Rotterdam. I'm yeah. allowed to say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I um, I remember, like, my friend and I, on Hair by KCO, and I were uh-huh. on stage, and it, it, I don't know if how it translated, you know what I mean? Like, because there was a translator doing everything, uh-huh. and I think that the joke went over really badly, and it was like, dead silence in a the hugest auditorium I think I've probably ever been in crickets yeah crickets and we were just kind of standing there like uh uh like anyway so (laughs) and it's just like oh my god oh my god so 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 the laughter was supposed to carry it on but then yeah you don't know who your audience is gonna be the thing is when Lane and me do our show we we got a couple of jokes Right. I, I mean, I, I, I always have a couple that always work, but they don't work in every country. Exactly. And then Lane is like, I, I always have this line and I go like, boom. And then the punchline. Right. 
And normally they laugh, but sometimes and Lane just starts laughing because he's like, "Oh, Rob, you fucked up." So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think especially when there's a translator involved, oh, it's, it's like I don't know if it translated properly. So that's always kind of like yeah. uh, an issue. You cannot do jokes with a translator. No, but, you cannot. Uh, no, no. Oh, it's it's you gotta it's, try it. And it's then all just business. <laughs> yeah, and then bitch on the translator. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Some people. That I'm speak like English. that translator sucked. Yeah. <laughs> right, or you go with a joke with with a with a with a sound in it like eh, right and then the translator doesn't do that were great in Japan they were all like oh man but once you're in the vibe just do it Sam and Rob remember you get to get a translator yes you get a translator which is crazy <laughs> It's so crazy, man. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Translating is is really hard. It's but, hard. Uh, it's very hard to work. The first time I did was in Russia, and I just kept like once you know you start on a thought, you just kind of keep going and you forget to stop. And then I kept I spent half the time apologizing to the translator, like, "Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You do your thing." <laughs> you know. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like they're so they're gonna totally kill just, me when I get it, off. Does it the the first until you get used to it? Does it just kill the rhythm of like what you're up there trying to do? If you ever go back to Russia, yeah. I know this girl. Don't ever take it. <laughs> look, look, I know this girl, and she's a translator, but she's scary as shit. Because okay. she translates literally while you talk. She is that fast. So you're talking, and so she's, she's hearing and talking was, at the same time. It was totally oh, screwing. Whoa. It was screwing with my mind. That was, would totally throw me off. It was yeah. so weird. It's not like you finish your story. She's like, I was going like, yeah, I know you do your bass, and she's like, <laughs> and I was like, uh, whoa, I that would. But she no, she was good. Once you get the rhythm, and yeah. You, you, I was just doing my show. I was normally yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. Boom, went in there. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes stuff. a lot. It takes a lot of getting used to. Then I actually started liking it because I was like, okay, you've got 15 minutes up there by yourself, but I'm like, really, it's half because <laughs> <laughs> only my half face the, is here whole time. Half the time I'm talking, and half the time the translator's talking. So I really only have to talk for like you know seven and a half minutes. So that's pretty cool. So yeah. uh, so when you got back to the U.S. or when you didn't have a translator, was was your rhythm messed up again? No. I was like, yay, I'm back. But, but, don't, but don't you find it weird with a translator, because our show is usually an hour and a half, but with a translator, because you're absolutely right, then your show is 45 minutes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you you got to totally <laughs> do things around, and sometimes you forget. and it's, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry for interrupting. That's <laughs> <laughs> now he's apologizing. That's so funny. I do <laughs> apologize every once in a while. Corey. <laughs> <laughs> it is Corey's fault. Corey's fault. Uh, Samantha, did you, have you ever had, like, um, in, in your travels and stuff, have you ever had, like, uh, like scary moments? Like, like something that was like, whoa, that was scary? Um, I think... I think Russia probably was the scariest because I did live in Germany for two years. So I traveled Europe a lot, like everything. Right. I, I, I mean this in the best way possible, but a lot of times, you know, the countries start to kind of look alike a little bit like, okay, cobblestone streets, church, church, <laughs> you know, really cool building, you know, everything. And it kind of is the same. And then when I went to Russia, I was like, this looks nothing like anything I've seen. The food is completely different. Like, I don't understand a word anybody's saying. Like, and not a lot of people were speaking English with us. So that kind of scared me a little bit. Like, right. I was like, this is like way out of my like comfort zone. But um, 
I ended up, that actually ended up being my favorite place that we've ever traveled to. Why is that? I, I think because it was so different. It, right. Like the the landscape, like the buildings, the, the people, mm-hmm. everything was just so different that it, I was fascinated by it. I actually get that because I was in the military and I spent some time in um, Saudi Arabia. And mm-hmm. you know, there's no more different culture in the right, world than, right. than, 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 than certainly Saudi. And, and although it's like an oppressive whatever, you know, not to get too political. On yeah. it, but, but it was like you were able to like experience it with different colors and you're able to experience it with different eyes. And you're like, oh, okay. You exactly, know, and, and it was it was pretty magical in that sense. I, I felt like I was I was I almost felt like like I was a toddler again, and kind of like readjusting and, and mm-hmm. learning all, as, as I was going. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I, I appreciate that too. Now that doesn't mean if I go there ten times, if it's still the same, right? Right, right exactly. Like, yeah, this is old hat again. Exactly, you know? exactly. So yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. But so far, and I I actually love. We go to Canada a lot. I think I've done a show that you were at before, actually. But um, uh, I really I enjoy the Canadian shows very much. Mm-hmm. I don't that they're the models are always so nice. The people are always so nice. Like you know, they're always. It, it, not it's like just, not like those asshole Dutch guys, right? It, right. <laughs> <laughs> Assholes, all of them. All of them. Every last one of them. That's why the Germans bombed us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shove, shove the Netherlands into the ocean. <laughs> and I get that. <laughs> That's so funny. I love Canada too, by the way. Yeah, it is, it is something special. I, I really, I really enjoy it there. Yeah, and even like like Sweden, Finland, all those places. Like, just I, I felt. Not so much like I was traveling abroad there. Like, everyone was speaking English everywhere I went. So it right. didn't feel as, like, like I, I did in Russia, That's like, where foreign. I was like, I don't understand what is happening here, you know. So it um, felt a little more like home, mm-hmm. you know. But still cool to, you know, just be there. I never thought that I would be there. So right. the fact that I get the opportunity to do these things is just mind-blowing it's so weird that you got that feeling with europe because sweden is literally next door to us right we got that in america and 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 in canada and you know because that is weird for us yeah never expect i mean we did america right Mm -hmm. and for us that's so different but (laughs) it's funny what you're saying cobblestone cobblestone church here yeah that's (laughs) that is so europe yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and then every once in a while i'm like oh that's a fucking castle like <laughs> I, I know, I, know. I, I never thought about Americans seeing it like that but it's yeah, true yeah. cobble cobble church church building cobble cobble yeah, yeah and great exactly. and the sky is always gray yeah. absolutely that is exactly and I'm what from it is. Florida now so it's like oh my god it's so dark here like I'm, it, I remember we went to Ukraine and I was like oh my god I this is like what Transylvania is like. You know what I mean? Like it just right. felt that way. I was in way. Transylvania four yeah. days ago. I was no in way. Castle Dracula. No way. You went to actual Transylvania? Oh, I've been to Castle Brand where... where oh my God. Where, where I've got a book Bra- of show in Transylvania. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Super nice people. Really? Oh man, the crowd was awesome. I really had a great time in uh, Romania, Transylvania. Yeah. But the castle, uh, Castle Dracula... It's fun, but I'm not recommending it. Okay. <laughs> Are you saying three, three hours in a car yeah. on cobblestones? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, was, I was just not so excited <laughs> when I finally got there as by so, the idea of going like there. Sounds like Stonehenge when we went to Stonehenge. It was, it was just like, so man, that was a long trip. Yeah, I was like, 
<laughs> is it? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm not going to go there, but you're absolutely right. It's a, it's a bunch of stones. I mean, yeah. You're, you're like, impressive, but it's way better in a book. Just read about yeah. it. You're like, just watch Twilight. It's the same. No. <laughs> Vampires. It's Pretty all. much. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's cool. That's really cool. Dude, you guys have kind of done it all, right? I mean, that's that's the, your travel trip. Oh well, how long have you actually? How long have you been on the road, Rob? Because be, because be, be, because you before you were a barber shop, you were you were doing like women's hair and stuff too, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I was, um, yeah, I've been uh, I've been on platforms since I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. What flags have you flown? What what? Like, did you work for L'Oreal or? or those I'm not gonna go there, but I work for a pretty <laughs> pretty big brand. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I I um we owned a a big, uh, what's the word? Um, come on, I pff, English <laughs> franchise. Uh, oh okay. Yeah yeah. So I had a and I was uh, the leader of the artistic team. Of that uh, franchise, so that 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 sent us around the world a couple of times, and uh, that was fun. Uh, and then, of course, we quit, and then score them. And now we've been on the road for it's it's insane. It's it's like what Sam was selling. It's like you love it, but at some point, I mean, it, it's 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 a lot. You know, it's a grind. I, yeah, well, I really like being home too. You know, I got my kids mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and like. Like today's my birthday. Yeah. Oh happy, my God. Birthday. happy birthday! Oh, happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, dear Rob! Happy birthday to you! So happy birthday, Birdus! What's so sweet? <laughs> shots, <laughs> shots, 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 shots! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, you know, your kids are at home. That yeah, it's that. weird. So today I had this, but then the whole team came on stage with a with a cake, and a, and then it was over. But you know that is one of those moments that you're like, okay, that's weird. You know, you're. Mm-hmm. But um, then again, I know I I I could have never even closely imagined to see so much of the world. Yeah. You know, and yeah. learn so much from so many different barbers and hairdressers because. That is still what I love the most. I mean, I see a barber working in Japan, and I see a barber working in Australia, and everybody, you know, everybody wants a happy client, and then there are many, many ways to get there. You know, it's like traveling to Rome. I mean, there's a lot of roads going to Rome, but what I love the most is that you meet everybody and have a beer on a terrace in Rome. That is kind of how I see things. That's pretty cool. That's very, very cool. Um, okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get on Sam a little bit. So, um, I mean, you're pretty popular, man. You know, and and I'll tell a story like like I was walking. I'm glad th- I didn't peak in high school. <laughs> 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 they're all assholes, those guys. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, know? they're yeah. all fat and you know. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> still in our hometown. <laughs> so I, I was actually walking the halls with Rob in Orlando, and, and I swear every five minutes somebody was stopping him for a picture and stuff like like. Do you get used to that, or, or, or how does that work with you? And, and I actually think you're more noticeable now with the dreadlocks than you were like. Even I know just it's, a so ago. it's so weird. It's so weird because like I've always been the pixie girl, but right. um, it's it never gets old for me. Really, mm-hmm. um, it's 
I appreciate these people so much. How like, many pictures did you take today? Oh my God, a lot. And <laughs> yeah, right. the funny thing is, is that, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm from this area. Right. So my best friend um, for 25 years, she's she lives here and she has never seen me at a show. She's a hairdresser also. And so she's never seen me at a show. She knows, you know, the success that I've had, but she's never been at a show with me. So she, I had her as my assistant today, and we're walking around, and people kept stopping and t- being like, I just want to tell you how much I love you and how much you inspire me, and can I get a selfie with you? And I think her, like, she was like, this is insane. Like, yeah. she had never seen that part of me before. Right. And so, like, I'm kind of getting a little bit more used to it, but to see her reaction to, like, Oh my God, like, you know, she worked with me for 10 years in a salon and never thought that would happen, you know? And it was oh, like, that's and, and, it, and it was like every five feet we walked, somebody was like, Oh my God, it's Bottle Blonde. Can I get my picture with you? And I, you know, I'm always like, Please call me Sam. Like, you don't have to call me Bottle Blonde. Like, it's fine. Um, did, did you listen to our podcast with OMG Artistry? I, oh, just I did quick. not, okay. but I love her. I've been on a panel with her before. Yeah. Just real quick, um, the story that I told at the beginning of the podcast was we met her in Orlando as well, like in one of the Hallways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and it was it was early Monday morning, and as we know, you know, you always have uh, have Sunday hangovers Monday morning. Yeah. Know, at the show, so we had a call time, and she had a call. Actually, our call time was Rob. <laughs> 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 so we had a call time that morning, and 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 she had a call time. So she was running one direction, we're running the other direction, and and I'd been talking to her for a long, you know, on 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 Instagram DMing. So we meet in the hallway, and uh, she kind of caught us off guard. She goes, "Oh my God, you guys are the podcast guys," and I'm like, "Oh, let me introduce you to the team." And in that moment, I remember I had no idea what her name was like i only knew her as omg artistry I, and then i'm like how do i introduce her as a, like i can't do that so i just kind of went quiet and i was like it is, happens all the time like people will come up to me and be like hey and i'm like hi <laughs> and i'm they're like it's me you know like you know hair crush and i'm like oh you know what i mean and i'm like what is your real name? You know, and I feel like I compared the, it to this the other day. What if she said Bottle Crush wasn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel like hair shows have almost become like Comic Con. Like we're all like these characters. Oh, that's so true. Like we've all yeah. become these characters that people want to take pictures that's with. A great and analogy. it used to be the only people you wanted to take a picture with was like you know the Sam Vila or the Sonia Dove or you know these. Mm this limited amount of people that were the famous hairdressers that were on stage. And now it's like the everyday behind the chair stylist has become the narrative. famous, you know, like in a way. So it's, it's really interesting to me to see how it has changed and it changed fast. You know what I mean? It, I feel like it was the same for so long. And then all of a sudden, even like hair techniques changed the way we were getting our work out there changed the way, you know, we were gaining popularity changed. And the fact that, like I said, like somebody from Bumblefuck, Oklahoma can become Insta famous and doesn't have to live in LA or New York and bust their ass at fashion week for, you know, a hundred years to become, you know, to get a name or to be in modern salon, I think is, so cool 
it's so amazing to me because there's so many great stylists out there that never get noticed, that right. want to be noticed, but don't have maybe the means or are maybe afraid. And a lot of people on Instagram, I think, feel safe. Mm-hmm. safer you know they, maybe they don't want to do platform work but they could still get a sponsorship just by posting pictures of their work you know right. so I just think it's great that people that you would have never seen their work in your entire life now you can I agree it, with you I mean when when again once I got on Instagram you know and, and started following it um, as hair I, I was really blown away with with how much talent is out there yeah you know it's like it, it where it's supposed to make you feel great I was kind of like fuck there's a lot of really good people I get there. It. you know where does that yeah. put me you know where does yeah. that position me yeah you even know? though like i dove right into vivids um i actually probably follow more barbering pages than i do anything else i mm-hmm. was fascinated with it i wanted to learn carving and that really put me on the map a little bit with vivids because i i actually went to a barbershop in my town and i was like can you help me learn how to do just basic etching in the sides of hair so i can like color it with these vivid colors and I'm just obsessed with barbering, but I'm afraid to pick up a pair of clippers, which is right. really, really odd. And so I know all these barbers in my town. They know me. Like, it's, like, really cool. Like, when I go home and tell them that I even, like, sat next to you, like, they're going to be like, what? Like, <laughs> they're they're going to want to take your picture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, smell- so- he smelled really weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that guy was a total asshole. <laughs> Unfollow. <No. laughs> I gave him three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, oh, like, awesome. like I said, like it opened me up to like even um, like ethnic hair. Like all, di- I follow so many different kinds of pages where I'm like, I wasn't exposed to this before. Like you know. To see different types of like dreadlocks and braiding and mm-hmm. uh, barbering and things that you know weren't going on in the salon I was working at, it was like, oh my god, this is like amazing work that these people are doing. But I would have never had the chance to see it before. I agree, and like even like if you, uh, I'm a little stuck with like barbering mm-hmm. a, as even a, as even like a, a broad term, yeah, because there's so much going oh. on. I mean, I mean there, there, there's stuff that Rob and Lane do that are that are like these just like mega unbelievably flawless classic looks I, you, and, then, and then you get the people that are doing like the hair tattoos and the fading inside the hair tattoos which still blows me away i, I don't know how you I, see I, it or it's, or, in, or it's insane yeah it, it's just pretty it, it's pretty cool how we're kind of seeing like all that it, it, it's kind of like rock and roll right like 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 you have elvis presley and then you know you have some like hardcore or the misfits or whatever that, exactly. and then they're so different it, it, it's exactly. really hard to like categorize that categorize them together that's i, I totally so agree i kind of feel like that's what I, barbering totally is agree. kind of like our, our our rock and roll right now yeah some yeah. of the some of the pictures i like i the, the fading on it like I, I like i have to like scroll in i'm like that's not photoshop like holy right. crap like that is like it's insane. It almost looks like like a um, charcoal sketch. Like the the gradient, like of the the hair, is just mind blowing to me. Yeah. It's 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 amazing. I I, I kind of hope that it stays for a while because I think we're just starting. Oh, to, I think we're it's just, just starting, starting to see the, the the evolution of it. And you know, again with the you with, want what to stay barbering. It has, it has never been away. Which is well, well, I don't mean that. I just I just mean that I, I hope that it stays in the public eye because certainly oh, in the public yeah. eye, oh, yeah, yeah. like it went away for a long time, you know. And and now that now it's it's not just the fade, you know. Now we're seeing so much creativity mm. into it, and it's really really it's just a lot of fun to watch. I mean, it, I, I never thought about barbering, but now like I was even talking to Tony, I was like, "Fuck, I think I want to do some barbering," you know. I know. So e- even today, like I got like 
five minutes and I was like, let's go watch some of the barbers. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I want to see what they're doing. So, yeah, I, I hope it's... I, I think, like, everything... Like, people were... You know, when I first got into doing the Vivids, people were like, okay, it's going to be, like, a year and then you, you're, you're going to... It's going to go away. And I'm like... 100%. It's, it's only evolving. I mean, every major color line now has come out with their own version of, like, these, you know, rainbow colors or whatever right. you want to call them, vibrant colors. Um, and the techniques have evolved to the point of, like... It's insane. So I just think that like everything that we're seeing is so great because it's like, oh, I see that. How can I one up it? You know, so it's I I feel like it's just going to keep evolving like in every aspect of hair. I think it's I think and I think it's great. Really do. Because I think it's all in the hairdresser's hands now. Agreed. A hundred percent agreed. So, um. Okay, so um, well, <laughs> Sam, <laughs> people don't know, but Rob's making us laugh. <laughs> <in Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> a, what a tool! <laughs> Samantha and Rob, we actually um, we have a we have a couple gift packs for you that um that a couple of our uh, our, our little our sponsors are uh, not really our sponsors, but they were just kind enough to give us some gift packs, so we oh, had something to hand you. out. So we yes. got some gifts from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got some gifts from Pink Pewter and um, oh and Jack Daniels. Get, no, what, I'm just look, kidding. <laughs> hey, 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 look what's in the bottom of the bag. Just by coincidence, what do you see there? A butt plug. You definitely <laughs> <laughs> have a butt plug. But uh, but Sam, what do you have there? Another you, butt plug. You, 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 you have a can of uh, of, of Rusal oh, pomade, yes. so which is really rad. This is so awesome. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah, you, you can use them as uh, as poker chips. <laughs> right. That's yes. a good idea, man. Look at that. That's a good call. Hey, uh, so guys, this has been just amazing. It's been amazingly funny once again, and, and I think we laughed the entire time through. Um, uh, Rob and Sam Daly, thank you very much for joining us on your day off. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. I didn't even know I was going to be a part of this. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> this, was, this was really fun. No? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease.